0: you're listening to the a scully cast brought to you by www.ascully.com and here are your hosts a scully and sid talk all right sid talk so this isn't the halloween show but you're going to talk about a movie you saw this week or some a movie series that you're watching right now that is still to do with horror.
1: This isn't the before the after the show. Discussion. It is. We were just
0: talking about it, and you was telling yeah. me about all the two different Yeah, so that was before, right? Yeah. So it was.
1: Well, mostly you're talking about all your rules about the microphone and shit. But I wouldn't talk about the movie.
0: I horror. have to. I have a technical uh, duty to the <laughs> listeners to make sure your mouth is in front of the microphone. So
1: whatever. Okay. Which one do you want to talk about?
0: I don't, you're talking to the listeners about what is it? What is wh- which one? There's two. What is it though?
1: One was Reanimator, which I watched and then I talked about them.
0: that one last week. But what okay. about
1: Hellraiser? Yeah. Which I've never watched and I knew nothing about at all. And I watched the first one this but week. Well you did know
0: about them, right? You've seen Pinhead.
1: I've never I knew nothing about it except maybe the cover with the Pinhead and nothing else. I knew nothing. Didn't know it was about sadomasochism or that it was what it is. And I I love the whole concept. And the more of them I see, the more I like it. They're all very different. Well, the first two are a little more close because they're more in the same time frame. Same people and stuff uh, involved. But as they go on, I just... I don't know. It's like pulpy and... They become like... Shocking, but then it's not because you get anesthetized to it and then all of a sudden some they'll throw in there something where you go... Ugh, and it's got people in there that I like, I recognize from other things.
0: They're pretty cheesy, aren't they? The later ones. Like five no, and six No, I disagree seven.
1: completely. I think people... I haven't seen those. They're as but good as the first ones. Uh, the first one isn't good. So whoever says that it is is full of shit. It that- is what it is. It's a hack and slash. It's got a good concept. A little more thought... Provoking thing. It's a dude who wants like extreme sexual, whatever. You kind of grasp that throughout the course of the thing. He gets sucked into hell with the Cenobites, and then he comes back to life because it's the blood and blah blah blah. And basically, there's a there, we're bridging the gap with this puzzle box between hell and our world. And the first one is just it's messy. It's poorly edited. It's lots of Lots of heavy breathing and running, and and it's just of its time, but it doesn't make it good just because a lot of people watched it when they were sixteen years old and
0: were like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" The book was renowned as a really good horror book. Um, in fact, the Clyde bag,
1: or like horror people liked it.
0: Yeah, it was it was a real best sell, best selling novel. That's was the that? reason it got picked up as a movie.
1: Yeah, I'm sure I know at least one person who would roll their eyes at you.
0: No, I'm talking like. People who just read popular fiction. Yeah, it, it was a a number one like a Stephen King book. Like right, because it was
1: shocking. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing I think people mistake. It's not cop quality, but it might be if you haven't ever experienced a movie like that, and it was 1985, and it's totally different. I mean, it was that was kind of kicking off the horror world late 70s and 80s. You know. That and you're young; it can stick in your mind that it's like totally awesome and so gruesome. And you
0: cannot forget the image of Pinhead. It's, it's actually really. Pretty. But you know
1: what? The first one, I was like, "Is that it?"
0: Yeah, I That's think he Pinhead? came into his own a bit more further. He wasn't as it creepy.
1: Went on. He wasn't scary. The the girl with her throat opened up was scarier to me, and then later the girl with their brain exposed that was pretty creepy. But later, and it's not even he even isn't, you know. He's a dude who went to hell, becomes... I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but he becomes what he is. And essentially, he's just sort of the dark side of the human spirit, which to me isn't that scary, except that, you know, they've been there, these Cinnabots, for bites or whatever they are. Cinnabites?
0: Cinnabites Forever
1: yeah. and ever, so. But well, I really enjoy them. I like the one about the you time. Don't, you don't I'm think
0: it went too far like Friday the 13th movies?
1: I haven't seen them all. I'm up to the um, Inferno. So I think that is number five. Right. But no, I don't. I think people feel shit because they have an expectation and then they judge it based on the expectation. I have zero exp- I know nothing. I know nothing about, and I don't have, I'm not endeared to the first one. Like, ooh, it's precious. Don't mess with the concept. Because I don't give a shit. So I think that if you carry on the core idea that there is the realm of hell That you can, like, get sucked into. And it's just this. If your idea of hell is a never-ending, torturous, painful, creepy fucking place, then I think they keep doing it. Now, when you start, you know, each one is of its times. Um, The early 90s, you start getting, like, the characters are very of the 90s. The dance club, the style, the goth kind of influences there. You know, the sort of, like, extremist versus early 90s where it's like huge corporations and very 80s greed stuff. You know, like it's all every single one of them. Now we're getting into, I'm getting into the one where it's like about this cop guy and you get, like I said, the voiceovers and he's sort of tormented and I haven't seen it all. But I like the one where you go back to when the box was created. I'm fine with that one. The one and that's the one that they go into space. But it's not in space. It's like both, you know, it's like in space and then it's back in history. And it's fine. It's totally fine.
0: If you buy the DVD set, it comes in a, in that box. What box? The Hellraiser puzzle puzzle box,
1: yeah. Uh, the puzzle's not that interesting. It
0: open, it comes up, and it turns. and It looks it pretty down. cool. I mean, it's just a cool visual, isn't it?
1: Um, after you've seen it do its thing multiple times in a row, then you're like, "That's it." I mean, it in the beginning, it shoots out weird CGI things from the '80s, and then later, it opens up and it gets a little better with the graph, you know, with the look of it. But it's you know, it is what it is.
0: Alright, so that's Hellraiser. Your <laughs> review, your... D- my brief review. Conclusive review of Hellraiser is, it's good.
1: If you're in your 40s and you've never seen it and you like horror stuff and you have an open mind and you're not a picky fucker, then I think, go for it.
0: And that's the perfect way to start a review about a Disney movie. With-
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> so- Do the Disney people listen <laughs> to this? <laughs> well, they, they've probably tuned out now. So, we promise we won't say the word Uka. Okay. During the Disney What review. they're
1: going to find the beam, they might be surprised if they hang around. Because as much as I love Hellraiser, Hellraiser and monsters. I Univers- also love Monsters, <laughs> Monsters University, totally. So you know. All right. so In fact, Monsters University has a bit of goth in there. They got some goth kids, so I think that's cool.
0: So it is Saturday, October the twenty sixth, two thousand and thirteen. This is after the show number two hundred and ninety eight. The movie we're looking at this week is
1: Monsters University. And not a, Hellraiser,
0: and it's a 2013 Disney release. The tagline for the movie, because we always like to say the tagline, because I always find taglines interesting on the movie posters. So this one is: "Before they were incorporated, they had to be educated." Pretty good. Catchy, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not not really, but it makes sense. Uh, and this Blu-ray is out on the 29th, so you can pick it up this Tuesday. There's two versions of the Blu-ray. There's the well, this is actually three. We are reviewing the Ultimate Collector's Edition, but there's also an edition which does not come with the 3D disc. This one does come with the 3D disc. So we're looking at the Ultimate Collector's Edition with all the extras. Um, It's from our friends at Disney. It's G-rated. And Sid Talk, you're going to give us the synopsis of Monsters University.
1: First, two things. One, these dried blueberries are amazing. Two, you were right about the reflective thing in glasses. I'm getting new glasses soon.
0: If you've got light behind you, you (laughs) I've got the
1: computer in my. It's like a
0: Google Glass overhead
1: display in my eyeball. It's it's Monsters University. What the hell? It's just Mike and Sully Or it's Uh, Hold on, hold on, hold
0: on. What? What? It's what? (laughs) I've never, never heard of such a Monsters thing. What is this,
1: Mike? And Sully are monsters. They live in the monster world. Is
0: there another movie?
1: No, that doesn't matter. This stands alone. They live in the monster world. Like monsters that kids see under their bed. And it's animated. In case we haven't mentioned that. It's It's a Pixar animation movie. (laughs) It's not a real... It's not a live action movie. Almost, though. There are times in Pixar when you're just like, that's so
0: good. And actually, I checked this out this week. If you go back and listen to... And look at After the Show's other programs, what we've done. Every... October November we seem to review a Pixar movie. So No, oh, there you go. So this is this year. You're year's interrupting one. my synopsis. <laughs>
1: it's not that brief. But Mike and Sully are monsters in the monster world. They go to the university where they can learn to be scarers. Because scarers which you find a funny word for them to make them, it's a hard word to say, but the scarer is a monster who with these portal doors to the human world. Sneak through ki- into kids rooms at nights, Scare the kids. get Capture the screams. And the screams power the world of the monsters. Now. Sully is this big. Nine foot tall. Blue. Furry. Got big fangs. Got some horns. Got a tail. And when he growls. He's just sort of naturally. He would scare the crap out of a kid. Mike is this little round. One eyed. Like an M&M looking guy, yeah, except he's a round, it's like a globe, which they like, reference Like the there.
0: rapper M&M.
1: Uh, no, not M&M, m m He's just round, he does wear a cat. green ball with the limbs and an eye, and is he, not scary. This is
0: the best synopsis <laughs> I've ever heard. He
1: wants more than anything <laughs> to be a scarer. So he's really good at classes and stuff, but he's not scary.
0: This is not so the, the whole, whole story thing, though, is it?
1: The whole thing is it wraps it the whole <laughs> thing is you know, he wants to be a scarer. and <laughs> there's some university games that they play to become the best scarers in the school.
0: All right, so this <laughs> So that's the synopsis. This year's, this year's Pixar movie, essentially, the big one. Like, oh, here's Brave. your synopsis.
1: It's a prequel to Monsters Inc. I if think that's If you've bad. ever seen
0: Monsters Inc, and most people have. Yeah. So, yeah, a prequel. And I I was, um, when they announced they were doing Monsters University next, and the it was when we watched Brave last year, I believe. There was the, oh, I forgot about Brave. There was the trailer for Monsters University. I was a little bit scared they were doing a, a prequel to Monsters Inc. Because Monsters Inc.'s one of the better. Pixar movies, I think. And I was like, oh, I don't know if you need to do any more of that. Because it it was pretty good. I like the concept of the real world and the monster world and getting the children's screams. It's kind of a bit dark and it's a bit...
1: Why wouldn't you want more of it?
0: I don't... I was thinking I don't want more of a prequel to it because I like... I would like further, if you were going to do it, like like the further adventures of them. Right. But... What I feel, and we just watched Monsters University, how I feel this fits is I think Pixar are growing as a company, like, and I don't mean growing as a company, getting bigger, because they obviously are, we just watched some extras where the the place they work in is huge. Yeah. But I think they're growing, like, story-wise and emotionally, the stories are more emotional. Now, why I say that is Toy Story 3, I think it's one of their most emotional stories, um, I think it's really sad, Toy Story 3. I, yeah. this whole... And Up is another one. But um, this one, while it's a lot of fun and games and it's antics and madcap, I felt like it had, like, a heart to it. Oh, yes. More than Monsters, Inc. does, even. Because it's about... Well, the guy said it's about, like, you know, not knowing what you want to be and... Well, no.
1: Knowing what you want to be, knowing, knowing what you and want to be, but that not. you can get, you can achieve that no matter what, and as long as you work hard at it, that you'll never fail.
0: Right, and and every, you know, most people, not everyone, will relate to university life in a, in some way, even if they've not been to university, they've seen it through movies. They've seen it through siblings, they've seen it through something. And if they have been to university, they've experienced it. I've never experienced um, American University, but I feel like I know exactly what it is from movies.
1: Social network is a good one.
0: You know? I I (laughs) feel like I've lived it somehow, because I know all the little things and the jokes, and they get them perfectly in here. There's lots of Mm collegey. I mean, it's obvious they went and studied everything at colleges and said, you know, there's funny things that people do, and the lifestyle is this, and, you know, the dorm is a certain way, and, like, you know, I really like the beginning part where he's, like, excited, and he's going to college, and he gets in the college, and he's walking down the hallway, and he's like, oh, I'm going to open this door, and this is going to be my best friend for the rest of my life, who I is behind the door, which is how people feel, right?
1: No, it is not how you feel. Not at all. You feel like I'm scared shitless, and this person's going to hate me, and I'm going to Fuck up every. me. I'm but, gonna screw up everything. But you and know, I don't know how to talk to this person because they're from someplace completely different, and and I. <laughs> that's so how they I feel. get it wrong. No, because I was they're thinking that was what Mike. people think. Mike
0: is an optimist. Yeah, Mike is like. That's how I would feel, I guess. That you're about to make your best friend ever. Like I'm gonna spend four years with this person, and I'm. Pro- oh, you don't in four years time we're obviously going to forge some oh, kind of bond Oh, you don't get to...
1: the same roommate for four years. Oh, you don't? No, no, no. It doesn't work that way.
0: Right. Well, at least a year with somebody in close proximity. You're probably going to form some kind of bond with them in some way. Yeah. So, anyway. Um,
1: yeah, you don't think that way, but...
0: I thought, obviously, they didn't get it right then, but...
1: I'm not saying they didn't get it right. I'm saying for Mike, he's that per- he is that kind of monster. He's very optimistic. He's very excited. So that's totally appropriate for him.
0: But I think they got the university... Um, the- so yeah I think this has got a heart I think it's like emotional even though it's not as emotional as Toy Story and Up because they are very very like obviously going for the jugular like we're going to make you cry or yeah well
1: Toy Story's not as up
0: Toy Story 3 is just about growing up and outgrowing something and that kind of thing which is sad in a way isn't it you know it's definitely very sad the end of Toy Story 3 even though it's not a sad ending you feel oh you know and Up, obviously, is extremely sad. If you can't sit through the first two minutes of Up and not feel sad. <laughs> two? No, I, I mean, yeah, I'm talking I mean, about the montage at the beginning. Yeah. It's really sad, that first two minutes. It's <laughs> it's almost like, wow, this is something from Disney? I can't believe they would go that... Come on, they killed Bambi's mom. Not in two minutes. No, it's not like the... like When you make a movie, um, Disney especially, it'd be an uplifting thing and then the emotion comes... Further on, The Lion King, Bambi is a yeah. prime example. But that one's like, right up front, uh, this is sad. Like, now, <laughs> it's immediately sad and you're going to feel I'm sad. I'm
1: crying already, so what's, uh, the rest of this movie better cheer me up.
0: Now, Monsters University's not that. No, no. But I felt something in it. Like, there was definitely something working in the heart of it that makes you feel that they're not just little monsters on the screen. There's There's, like, people living in them or something. I don't mean that's don't mean literally there's like people living in them characters I mean the people who made it have injected themselves in their college life things they've seen feelings they went through so I just think Pixar have grown up a lot in that terms of that Um, I don't want them to always make sequels I said that with Toy Story I I like the new things that they create like Brave I I think that was really good What, what else did they do oh Cars, when it was, you know... Cars had a sequel. And it's got another one this year. Planes. Uh, Technically. A spin-off. Yeah. Um, So I really like this. In fact, I will go as far to say I like it better than Monsters, Inc. The the story. Because these kind of animations, to me... Some of them uh, are... Kind of interesting, and then they lose the way a bit. And I'll, I'll say Wally as one of those. I think the first thirty minutes of Wally is like a masterpiece. I think it's fantastic with the no, no speaking, just the the whole everything's emoted, and it's it. And then it kind of in the second half, it's not as good. Agreed. Um
1: This one, you know my issue with Wally.
0: Yeah, and I think I would say the same for Wreck It Ralph. I'm in love with Wreck It Ralph because of the video game thing, and the first. 20 minutes or so I literally like I'm like this is you couldn't make anything better but then it loses it it gets a bit the sugar rush thing is a mm-hmm. bit it's, it doesn't appeal to me Um, and this appeals to me the whole way through and I like the concept of this you know people in college are competitive and there's the jocks and it's you know it's not it's not high level art or anything but it's this series of scary games or scare games or whatever it's called, I found really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to see what the next one was and yep. I wanted to see and the one, the my favourite sequence in the whole movie is there's a, a race that they have to do, get from one end to another and there's these little balls mm-hmm. that when they touch monsters, monsters get swollen it's like they're allergic to them or... Yeah, exactly. And, uh, there's lots of monsters touching these <laughs> tiny little balls and swelling up in funny ways like it's like this weird race where they're changing shape and stuff it's i found it really visually interesting and like funny like actually funny that you know sometimes these uh I don't that sometimes it's a bit mean-spirited cartoons and stuff like yeah. but I don't think this one was and it was really funny to see um Mike when he was like Contorted at the end of that. <laughs> yeah, it's you can like, even look so- <laughs> like, it, like. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that was my favourite sequence of the whole movie. The that race, but then it has a heart to it because the end thing. Yeah. The ch- the end, the last bit of the scary games. You know, there's a whole thing there that is emotional, like because. Very. And it's like what a friend would do for a friend, and. Or you for know? themselves. Yeah, a bit of both though, isn't it? I mean, it's like it's. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I think it is. I think they they're on a, I was going to say they're on a roll, Pixar. They have been for a long time. I often think, is this the one where the magic's going away a bit? But they seem to just keep pulling it off. And I would say that I like this better than the first one. Do you like it better than Bug's Life? No, because that one has a special place. Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah. I can't quite undo my love of. If Bugs they
0: said Life. they're making Bugs Life Two, and I just said to you, I don't like sequels, really, I would be quite happy with that. <laughs> with the same.
1: Hypocrite.
0: With the same characters, but there again, while I like Finding Nemo, and people are going to go, oh, I don't really care for a sequel to that, and I know that's the next one they're doing. Oh, is it? Yeah, Chasing Dory.
1: Oh. Dory's awesome,
0: awesome. Uh, Finding Dory What are you heartless
1: Dory. Do you have no heart
0: <laughs> Yeah but I do like um, Finding Nemo But it's not my favourite One of them all Bugs Life obviously is I like the Incredibles I'd like to see oh, more Incredibles Incredibles real-
1: Oh yeah Incredibles You could do loads of things With the Incredibles You could yeah. do a prequel Yeah To when Back when the heroes
0: were Popular I like how the Incredibles looks Oh yeah As well Because it was very distinctive So what do you think Of Monsters University Were you a big fan Of Monsters Inc
1: yeah, um big fan? I don't know, I really really loved it. That was really fun. It doesn't hold a special place in my heart, or anything. I think I've seen it once. This one I think what they do is like you said, they've gone from and this is an animation so people like be like oh, of course they're not two, two-dimensional animated characters, but now it's like you get everything. When you start meeting Mike at the beginning, you get him as a little little monster and he's you see his little emotion really in his cute, face and he's like not he's not accepted by everyone and that sets you up right away for but he stays positive and he's really determined and you get more and more about him and it's not it doesn't feel shallow. Like here's this determined nerdy little monster and then we're going to move on. It's more it really gives you Time to like feel for him and like identify with him, but not in a pitiful way. And I think that's where the those, you know, we see the meetings and stuff in uh, the extras, Extras. they must just mull the stuff over, like over and over and over. And I think in this case, it works because I'm once I meet him as a little monster. And I, I'm already going. Oh my God! Look at him. He's so cute. And now it works. And he's so he's so innocent and happy. And he's he's willing to does he wants to be everybody's friend. And that carries on his whole. He's a whole character. He's not just this little monster dude in a movie.
0: No, and I, I do believe this works. If you've never seen Monsters Inc., it doesn't matter. And if you have seen it, it it actually fits. It it's slot. It's like a jig. They both slot yeah. together. Uh, if you watch. The end of this movie and the beginning of the it, they fit together, and it it because you've seen the other one at the end. I was getting like these.
1: Yeah, I want to watch it. That's yeah, what I felt like. like I want to watch it. And also,
0: it. like those little like. Oh, well, I know I know that they're good friends. You know, like I know yep. how this works. Like it, so I, it works both ways. I think if you've got a young child who'd never seen Monsters Inc. now, and you, this is the first one they see, that doesn't matter either because. Even the other way around it will work. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, perfectly. It's not like you need any prior knowledge to them because you learn it throughout this movie. But um, I think also the choosing of the voices, you know, Billy Crystal. Chris- in particular?
1: Yeah.
0: I think it that plays a massive part into it because they really do, you know, it's not just talking into a microphone doing voices for characters. It's being the character, isn't it? The enthusiasm, the... Hearing the little wobble in his voice
1: if he's yeah. getting his feelings hurt and... Yeah.
0: So that... The They're not sitting there that.
1: going, okay, Mike, let's go, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, really into it. And I said, the, be- the beauty of animated movies is you could do a prequel that came 50 years before and the same actors can do it if you do a prequel to Alien... You can't do it 50 years earlier because Ripley is now 70 years older. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? In real life. So that's what I love about the possibilities of taking characters that you already really like and you can plug them into any any time frame.
0: What I uh, also like here is um, the animation. Um, we saw a couple of clips from the original Monsters, Inc., which was almost 10 years ago now. And then... Mm. You know, the animation from the... The animation is amazing what Pixar does It about.
1: really is.
0: I mean, it's... Your it's, eye
1: can't resolve it with your brain. No. That you're looking the, at animation. There's, de- there's
0: fine detail on everything. In this movie, they even said, like, there's, like, 50 characters with fur on them. And that was, like, a big deal. Because back when they did Monsters, Inc. There Actually, was, they
1: said there were hundreds.
0: Yeah, well, they said 50, but I don't... But there was one character in Monsters, Inc. with fur on it. And they struggled to make that work. And it was, like, at the time, technically amazing that they actually even pulled it off. Exactly. Now now the whole screen's full of fur. Because there's, there's like, a room full of furry monsters.
1: There's was all campus full.
0: And it's just... It's... What's interesting about Pixar movies, I always think, well, these are movies generated by computers. And I play a lot of video games. And you can't go back to certain video games because they look bad. I've said to you, like, when you go back and play... The original Resident Evil. The memory you have of it is, it's a great game, but it's very difficult to play it when you're used to such fidelity like now. Right. So, this was a problem I was thinking with Pixar movies. Well, you know, if you go back to those early Pixar movies, they're probably going to look rudimentary and basic. But for some, I don't know how they've done it, they don't. They still look incredible like even go back to the original Toy Story it doesn't look oh my god like look at what 10 years does to Toy Story 3 you know they somehow fit together there's no they don't look dated maybe they will in 50 years time and you pick up Toy Story 1 and go oh wow they had one character on the screen at once maybe it's very I don't know that that's noticeable I think the quality
1: of the animation is what you but the quality
0: of the animation on this and the blu-ray is amazing because they use the full screen it's not a widescreen um what do you call it? Letterbox. Yeah, it's not a letterboxd movie. It, com- it fills your entire widescreen. So it's incredible. It's so colourful. There's detail everywhere. Like, you know, like pe- cloth, I've found they seem to do a lot better now. Like anything that's made of cloth. Yeah. It just looks... Um, I've also noticed people, they're not... They're the Pixar type of people. Real people I'm talking about. Because there-, there is the real world in this movie. And I'm talking about some policemen, if you, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. They are getting better at doing people.
1: They were, let's be honest, they were in silhouette. So it's it just
0: their shape. really realistic. Oh, I disagree with the that. The way they move. I disagree with that. They were chunked up, not proportioned. No, right. I mean, they look, like I was saying, they look like Pixar people. But the way, if you look at back, and they really tried hard not to do people in the early, even in the original Toy Story... They said people are really difficult so we keep it to a minimum. And you see people's legs and you see hands and stuff. And it looks a bit... I think they're struggling still with
1: expectations of a human and how do we not make it so it's awkward all the time versus our version of a human and then you get used to it. Like Up, he's a human. They're all human. Yeah, but they're But he's created... Exactly. They've made them a certain way. Now the kids in this one... They're very Pixar kids, humans, but they look fine because we're used. We understand now that's their version of a human.
0: I just think they've, done, they, they've got a lot better yeah. at, at people. They've got a lot better at detail in shots. Like, there's never a shot where there's nothing much going on. There's. No. It seems like they we've got to cram as many things as we can into this shot. So when you when you've got a kid who watches this fifty times, he's <laughs> still seeing something new every time. Because. Definitely. You'll definitely, if you look closely in the background, there's things going on. There's little jokes that you might have missed the first time around. So I think they are pretty much masters at what they do now. And I like what they do. I'm glad that they get to do it every year and it doesn't go out of fashion. Because they tell some good stories. Um, I'd like to see them just once. And they do kind of do this with their little short films. And there's an especially awesome short film that comes with this movie. I'll talk about it in a bit. But um, I'd like to see them do an adult story, Pixar. I'm not. I'm talking about like an actual adult story in their animation.
1: Right, but then
0: you're talking about humans who have to be... No, it doesn't have to be humans. Could be... But I'm talking about an actual story for adults. Maybe a sci- they can, sci-fi maybe thing they can or... do
1: an animated version of Hellraiser.
0: <laughs> no. But it could be a sci-fi thing, or it could be a, a, a futuristic... I'm thinking something, but actually not a cutesy... Yeah. I'd like to see them do something like that. Um, Maybe they will eventually. I don't know. Because we are... Everybody's growing up with Pixar as well as they're growing up. Correct. I also noticed that, like, when we were watching the extras and the people who work at Pixar, they're also growing up. And I'm not talking about growing up like... They're they're like our age. Getting middle-aged. Yeah, of of course. Yeah. So that's probably why the movies are shifting in tone to more emotion.
1: Well, like Lassiter, his whole life changed. Wasn't his friend, the Cap, the his partner guy or whatever, died in that car wreck, and, and then Steve he did Jobs Cars. Died.
0: It was big friends. Right, man. I mean
1: that inspired the change of his mind. That's yeah. why Cars had a diff- whole different emotional right. thing behind it. So you know, things so, happen.
0: So moving on to the cast here, and obviously this is an animated movie, so the cast is the voices of the characters. So Billy Crystal reprises his role of Mike. I think he's perfect. I'm not a Billy Crystal fan to be honest. Like, big time. I like a few of his movies, Harry Met Sally, and that's the only one I can think of. <laughs>
1: right now. City Slickers?
0: Not really into that at all. Oh, right. No. no, it's a bit... I don't know. I think you had to be like it at the time. It's one of those of-the-moment of kind of movies, right?
1: Mm, I like it.
0: Yeah, because you grew up with it and you saw it.
1: I didn't grow up with it. It was made well into my adult life. Oh. I love how you perceive movies and dates. It's hilarious. I feel no.
0: like it came out when I was like, 15, 16. Uh, oh no, I did not. Huh? Mm-mm.
1: But I'm not allowed to turn around and look it up. So
0: my master has decided I can't touch my. So it came out in 2000. Nope. But I can't look it up. <laughs> so John Goodman plays um, Sullivan, and uh, I'm not a John Goodman fan either, aside from. The obvious. Monsters Inc. <laughs> That's obvious. Um,
1: what is he in that you? The love? Big Lebowski. He's is he in that? Yes. Oh. I've only seen that once too, and I don't think I was watching it very closely.
0: Really, he was. He was in Flight recently too, wasn't he?
1: Yes, but he was the same as he is, and everything else. Yeah, kinda. it uh, wasn't Sully, but
0: yeah, I'm not. I'm was never a fan of Roseanne. Um. Never watched it. In fact,
1: what are you anti-American?
0: <laughs> I know you don't
1: like City Slickers. You don't like Roseanne. That equals anti-American.
0: But I think he does. No, a good, really. I think he does a good job here. You can tell it's him. Is one of the things that. Oh well, yeah, totally. Like it. Like sometimes I can't get his face out of my head when he's talking in the in a right. So it kind of affects me sometimes, but I know he's doing a good job. Which
1: face? His young face or his current face? No,
0: his current face, really. (laughs) The one in flight.
1: (laughs) Billy Crystal wasn't in flight.
0: No, John Goodman we're talking about. Oh,
1: you just said Billy Crystal.
0: Right, but we were talking about John Goodman. Yeah, yeah. So um, Steve Buscemi uh, plays Randy. um, And you you can instantly tell it's Steve Buscemi. Of course. Um and Randy's a pretty good character I He thought.
1: is. It's really fun to have him there because he's in Monsters Inc. of
0: course. And he's like a, this in this movie he's like this flippy flippity floppity wants to be with the cool kids. He
1: wants to be the jock guy, but he's not really. But he's not. But he no. has a cool power. So to that's speak. why
0: he kind of fits in yeah. with them because they're like, Oh, do the do the trick, do the trick.
1: Are there is is there not enough stories and movies out there about the idiot bully jocks that the jock people don't start going Oh, maybe we shouldn't be assholes anymore. I mean, isn't there enough? Or is it uh, just there to be fodder for those of us who don't live that lifestyle
0: of They, they don't jockery. get a good portrayal, do they, generally? No,
1: and you would think, are you aware of it when you're becoming one of them? And, an,
0: you... and an, not all jocks are assholes. That's not... That's not a...
1: Well, what's your difference Because they're jock? an
0: asshole. Geeks, I mean, an athlete an asshole... is different
1: from a jock. A jock, to me, is the athlete jerk.
0: Right, right.
1: An athlete See, is an say, athlete.
0: Right, okay. See, jocks, to me, and it's not an English term that we use at all. Right. And I only hear it in movies as an English person. And to me, it just means the kids who like doing sports, not the other ones.
1: Oh, see, to me, an athlete is an athlete. That's a person who takes their sport seriously. They're just a normal, decent human being. They right. just do their sports. They're semi-competitive, but they're not like a jock who is an asshole.
0: They so. kind of uh, portray them as dumb, <laughs> first, here. And... Yeah, complete joke. Shallow and. So. and but really, I mean, they're
1: kind of, not too severe in this one. They're pretty
0: tame. Yeah, but it's pretty. You know what you've seen, what you normally see. Yes, exactly. Um, so Helen Mirren. <laughs> Turns up here as Dean Hardscrabble. She's
1: awesome. Yeah, that character really? is like—I like, I like think her of,
0: character as, as yeah, much as I like you her voice. Of
1: monsters who are supposed to be scaring people. All of the monsters in this world are really kind of like cuddly toys. When yeah, they, none you know, of them scary. But she's scary. Yeah. She's like a winged dragon centipede kind of a thing, and she's just in, creepy the way she moves but around. But there's no one else like her. That's why I find really fascinating that in the world you don't. That's why she's like the master scarer of all time i like the
0: touch um that she kind of doesn't like the light so much so at the beginning when she flies in she kind of pulls all the curtains around so yeah yeah. and then lands in a shadow like to look more kind of creepy but yeah and the way she kind of she's obviously she's a centipede slash dragon but the centipede part of her is uh, we've just watched a centipede (laughs) movie we won't mention it during a disney uh, review but
1: Do you think no one can figure
0: out? It added an extra... A really
1: horrific centipede (laughs) movie. If you want to look up horror and centipede, you're going to find it.
0: But this... um, We talked about it last week. How about a
1: Disney version of that one? (laughs) No. There's your your next Pixar Mm -hmm. movie.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, she was great. And that character was well drawn and... Oh, she was beautiful. The texture
1: of her skin and everything.
0: And just creepy. But then... Helen Mirren. Uh, She was
1: hard on the outside, soft on the inside, sort of. She didn't crumble and become like mushy-mushy like some hard characters in movies we see. Then all of a sudden we... like, Like Sully, okay? He was the big monster. He was supposed to be really super scary. But we all understand he's a total cuddly... He's a nice guy on the inside. She, she just sort of kind of maybe will, like, give you a little tiny bit of encouragement... But she doesn't break her hardcore exterior at all. She doesn't become like there's no weaknesses to her at all, which I really like.
0: Um I'd put down Alfred Molina as Professor Knight, but he's really in it like who is he? It's very minimal. He's the buddy from Spider-Man, the yeah that that guy. I don't remember. You know. <laughs> that guy. From,
1: oh, that guy. Yeah he's He's
0: yeah, he's the professor in this I do it, know him. It's pretty minimal. I though. think
1: of him as uh Frida's wife. Husband. Yeah, that
0: guy, yeah. Yeah. Um and Nathan Fillion plays Johnny Worthington, who we're just talking about the jock guy with the collar up, and that's Nathan Fillion from uh, Firefly, the captain from Firefly. Um, mm. and he's not a jock guy. No, he's like he's more like a Pixar guy, like a, more of a nerdy kind of. So it's interesting to hear him. And it's at first I thought it was Nolan North from video games, <laughs> and I was like, it's See, Nolan.
1: Nolan needs to get in a Pixar. Has
0: Nolan North crossed over to movies? I was. I, it sounds a lot like Nolan North, and I was like, oh, maybe. He's a was, voice actor.
1: Was Nolan North in Wreck It Ralph?
0: No, he wasn't. <gasps> that is shameful. He just does video games.
1: I know, but that's. And
0: TV shows. But that. But. Uh. So at first I thought it was Nolan North, but it's Nathan F- Fillion who. If you're a Firefly Firefly's fan. Firefly's on you know my exactly list to watch next. Yeah, it's good. I've never it seen. it's good. I watched it all. It's good. It's a shame though, because it's. Uh, you get hungry. They cancelled it, it so gone. there's no ending or anything. It, but it. You know, it bugs me that bit. Because, obviously, they were going for something and they never got to do it. But, still, the 12 episodes... Why? Were
1: the jocks running the studio?
0: The 12 episodes (laughs) that exist of that are good. And you can see them. So, um, directed by Dan Scanlon. And he has worked on a lot of the other Pixar movies. But not as a director. But he did direct Mater and the Ghostlight. Which is, if you watch Cars... The short film that comes with Cars is about Mater. Let
1: me just say, uh, you're British and everything, but it's like Mater. You
0: know? Right, Mater? he's um, Larry no, the Cable Guy. You make
1: right? it sound very classy. Mater. But he's Mater, like to Mater.
0: He's, like he's Mater. Yeah, he's a Larry the Cable <laughs> Guy plays him. But yeah, there's a little short. And he it's did a, one again? And it's about Mater and uh, he has the little light attached to his um, right. truck and he has to go out in the desert to find it. It's pretty cool, it's very short, but that he directed that. I think he, I really, after seeing the extras, and he's in a lot of the extras, I really like this guy.
1: I think he's a bit of a control freak. And that I at think the same time, he's this... also a bit of a hands-off. It's a weird combination. Yeah. But he lets people do their thing. Because, you know, you might be the person, and your only responsibility is the lighting on this one shot, where it's from the top of the bedroom, get the lighting right. And that's all your job is. Like, for that one scene on that one month or whatever you're working on, you bring it to him. He says, whatever, well, how about if the... the and, and then you go back to your cubicle and you fix it. It's not like directing live action where you can say, in the moment, hey, let's, let's do a little different. Let's turn the light a little... It's like he's got to be... When they bring him stuff, he seems like he's got lots and lots of suggestions... But in the meantime, he has to just hand it off to somebody and let them just do it. He's not standing over their shoulder constantly going, because he's not a programmer. He's not a software engineer. No, so thing. you need those people. Absolutely. He like he ma- I don't even think the director is the one who manages them all, though. I think it's sort of a Pixar thing. Because that young lady who's following him around,
0: his she assistant. basically
1: just, I don't even think so. I think she I follows him. thought she him was his to, PA. She had other people, I think. Because she wasn't going with him. Any- she would escort him to his meeting and then bug her off. Basically. So. I mean, Pixar is quite the in. In. Uh, corporation.
0: Yeah. Monsters Incorporated. So, so, talking about the extras on these Blu rays, there are two. Um, there, there are two editions, and I'm holding these two editions up so Sid can see them. One's the Ultimate Collector's Edition, and one's the Collector's Edition. The only difference is the Ultimate one has a 3D version of the movie, and the Collector's Edition does not. But the extras, and I've just compared them on the back, are identical. So you do get all the extras. Um, The covers are different. I do like the cover on the Ultimate Collector's Mm -hmm. Edition better. It doesn't
1: make sense, though, because it's not the movie.
0: It doesn't make sense, but it's kind of...
1: But it's not the movie.
0: He's a mascot.
1: It is better, but it's not the movie.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't need to be, does it?
1: Oh well, yes, actually it does.
0: No, because that isn't in the movie either.
1: So what if you saw the star? It is all the people are in the movie. Not in that they're just pose. standing. I understand. That's the that, movie poster. But they're all in there. What? That that never happens. So that's like saying on the cover of After Earth over there, if you saw Will Smith laying on the ground with bullet holes in his head on the cover, and then you go to the movie expecting "Holy crap!" and then that never happens. It doesn't matter. I, 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 or if you saw Will Smith taped I, to a wall with duct tape. I like this
0: because, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> Sullivan has taped.
1: They call him Sully, by the way. I know you like to call him Sullivan.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is Sullivan to me. Sullivan is taped. Um...
1: <laughs> you, you have a thing about nicknames because everyone in my life almost, except for you, calls me Sid Talk. No, they don't. They call me Sid. Just Sid, C-I-D. You just refuse. It's like, no, that is not your name. So Sullivan is very formal
0: for Sully. Sullivan's duct taped um, <laughs> Mike to the wall like a, a college prank, and um, it's just pretty cool looking. And Mike
1: looks annoyed.
0: If you look at the duct tape on this on this <laughs> box like closely, it looks real. Like
1: yeah, of course.
0: I mean, it actually, is like made like with the finish of duct tape.
1: Uh, it's Pixar. I have high expectations. <laughs> I understand that they know what duct tape looks.
0: like. So extras are um, first, and this is fantastic. There's a uh, the. Pixar Short, which
1: I... Uh, just had an idea. So, for our movie room downstairs, we need to get a stuffed toy of Mike and duct tape him to the wall.
0: Nice. So, the... I'm sure you might see this during the Oscars, um, because you often do in the short animation category. <laughs> um, the Blue Umbrella is the this year's... I almost look forward to the Pixar Short as much as I do the movie. So, what did you think of the Blue Umbrella? It's about five minutes long.
1: It's very sweet. It's, it's very it's, it's innovative in that it takes like real world things.
0: It's quite similar it to Paperman, the last yeah. one we did. Um,
1: I I don't think I was as moved by it as you, but it's fascinating that you can tell when people put their heart and soul into a project that they would the per the people doing it a person I don't know. I, I really
0: liked called. it because it looked a lot different to anything that absolutely because it was a real like almost like a real city.
1: What remind me of. Was animations from Sesame Street because there are often animations in Sesame Street that have like real world,
0: right? Things. Film
1: like it's actually live action, and then superimposed on that are like in this little eyeballs and little creatures and like little scribbles. And I'm thinking 70s style, so that's pretty low tech. But it was the same kind of idea because it's like real world.
0: And it's the, it's the journey of an umbrella through the streets. Um, oh no,
1: it's a love story of two umbrellas. It's it is,
0: but genre. um. And it has this, uh, the song from... i oh, I forget. I hear all these voices. Who is she? I don't know. You listen to her. Um, and it breaks my heart. Oh, Regina Spector? Regina Spector did the song for it. So, so it's... Uh, I thought you would have noticed. You did a good job there. No, I didn't talk.
1: notice. I listened to that album so many times. Well, How as soon as she
0: sang out? the... She doesn't sing any lyrics in the... in the. It's. Um, she's really kind of... Yodeling or something. It's just Mm -hmm. like... "Eh, eh, But now I didn't recognize her. But now I will. for Yeah, you would if you see it. Um, So, yeah, I really liked it. But, yeah, it did remind me a bit of Paper Man. And I did really like Paper Man, too, because I like the really... Paper Man was more like an anime to me, though. It was kind of... They took like an anime style to that one.
1: And just so everybody knows, you are romantic. And you love little love stories that are just genuine, nice
0: love stories. Not sappy,
1: just nice. And that was
0: a good one. Um... Yes. So, uh, there's also an audio commentary that you can listen to. And then there's a bunch of featurettes, and they broke down into different. There's Campus Life, Story School, Scare Games, Monthropology, Welcome to MU, Music Appreciation, Scare Tactics, Color and Light, Paths to Pixar MU Edition, Furry Monsters, Art Gallery, and Promo Pics. So... Pass to Pixar MU edition was interesting we watched. It was, um, like, people at Pixar who tell you about what they did before they came to Pixar and what, how they got the job. Yeah. that. It was like pretty that. interesting, yeah, because, like, you know, <laughs> I like the one guy who was showing you his rejection letter from Pixar.
1: Well, four of them had mentioned all their rejection yeah. letters, yeah.
0: And how even, like, this letter, like, inspired them more, like, because it did say, we liked your illustrations.
1: And one but, one sentence that said, we were impressed with your submission. So it's that was said. enough for yeah. them to carry on
0: <laughs> and submit again and eventually get the job. Um, and then there was another thing called um, Campus Life, which was superb. I thought it was like they they put a documentary, the DVD team as they called them, in the building, Pixar building, for a whole day to show you what happens during a whole day of making Monsters University. And it primarily follows the director and what he does most of the day. But, I mean, it even shows you what happens at lunchtime... Yeah. And, ...and how they get their dinners and... Just those things really make a... To me, they make me feel more like I understand what how they make this movie. You know, it's a lot of meetings. It's a lot of watching really rough footage and criticising it to each other, saying... Uh, that doesn't look quite right. Yeah, maybe he, he puts his change.
1: hand up here. Maybe she should put his hand down there. And if you see, you know, like- it
0: looks very laborious. And may I say, and they probably would say, often tedious. Sure. because it's a job. Long hours. Ultimately, um, and really intense. It seemed very intense to me for that director because obviously everything's on his shoulders, right? To come up with a movie at the end of it. Um, interesting that the directors. I actually really like the director after seeing that. His personality came through in that whole thing, I Definitely.
1: Thought. And he rides the... He takes a...
0: They all leave in the cars.
1: He takes a trolley, a subway, and a bus to work. And then he takes the bus, the subway, and the trolley back home. And he's the
0: director of the yeah. movie. And at the <laughs> end, it's got him... He's outside Pixar's campus, stood waiting at the bus stop. And he's like, yeah, they're all going home in the cars and... <laughs> not giving me a ride. Not <laughs> giving me a ride, but, you know. <laughs> it just seemed really... You know, and he didn't live... I was thinking, oh, maybe he just lives really close. But it wasn't so close, was it? Didn't seem think. like it. Um, but yeah, you really get... I like those features. And if you go all the way back to Toy Story, the Blu-ray... Or the DVD for Toy Story, there's one similar one where they follow John Lasseter around for a day. Um, but I thought this one was done better. Because I like seeing technical and it was a little more
1: casual. There wasn't, it wasn't produced. Right. right it think. wasn't like,
0: come with me to our room of fun.
1: Or it wasn't like... A head pops up every once in a while and says a sentence. Like, first of all, you're what? Okay, here's here's the scene for a bad documentary on a film set. Okay, here's the scene. People are sitting at a conference table. They're having a meeting. And they're talking about Sully's head. And then the next thing you see is a person's face that says, Yeah, we were in a meeting um, around this big table. (laughs) And we were talking about Sully's head. And then the next thing is, everyone's eating lunch. And then a head pops up and goes, Yeah, and then we were eating lunch. And you're just like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Like... That's what reality, quote unquote, shows do, and I, like this doesn't do that. So no, I really like. It's that. really
0: good, but um, you see John Lasseter a couple of times here, but he's he doesn't really speak to the camera, does he? I mean, he didn't at all. He had nothing to do with no, it. No, he's just in some of the meetings. Um, but it that's beside the point. It's not his no. movie, this one. But um, it's a bunch of extras. In fact, it takes a whole extra disc to to house all these extras. So, um. If you're a fan of Pixar, you don't even... It's not even... I find this like an event every year when the Pixar movie comes out. That you get a Pixar movie, a Pixar short, and a bunch of behind the scenes at Pixar. And like every year I feel like I know that company a little bit better. Yeah. And this year's... This Monsters University, I think it's one of the best extras packages. Because I really do like to see what they eat for dinner.
1: (laughs) And like how does that Im- how does that impact your viewing of the movie
0: it just I like to see the, be- I like to see behind the curtain and you really do uh, in this in these documentaries here and I like to see the mundane tedious like a guy sat at his desk just animating something which we see here
1: yep I agree I like it instead
0: too. of like being all glossy and flashy no we're going to this guy's office and what are you doing and he says well I'm just trying to make these books fall off a shelf and make it look proper And it's more. I'm like, yeah. what is he doing? Yeah, I can sit there and watch him. Yeah, I want to know what it. Yeah, I want to see all the. What's he doing there? Oh, he's using a tablet. He's like, wake up. Yeah, it's all that. I I want to see the in. You know, if I I I went
1: watching them draw
0: on their big tablet. Right, and if I went into their offices, like if you said, "Oh, you can come and have a look," that's what I'd be looking at. I'd be like, "Oh, what's? Oh, look, he's got a Toy Story figure on his desk." You know, it's it's all the detail, isn't it? When you in a place that makes it all up, but you kind of see it here. So. I'm very Uh, excitable about this. I love it. So in conclusion, Monsters University. Love it. They haven't let us down. It's, um...
1: I can go from Hellraiser to Monsters University. No problem. Because I love them both for different reasons. Love being a very loose word in terms of a movie person. I totally get the high concept of one and the guts and the gore and the high concept of the other one with like human stories plugged into these animated characters
0: actually Just that like- that's one thing we didn't mention on monsters university it if you're an adult which we are <laughs> with no kids um which we are it still works there's a lot of and i'm not talking adult content i'm no, talking no. things that adults will know
1: well, yeah, because most children haven't been to college.
0: No, so <laughs> so it works both both ends because kids are going to be like, wow, there's these cool games that they play in, and like they have to win these challenges.
1: And like, if you want to pretend that animated movies are, you're like, oh, those are for kids. this uh, then, don't watch it. But don't watch it and then be like rolling your eyes all the time and don't be I, cynical about like, Pixar movies. I like
0: um animated movies. I, I really do. I do too. Um, not all of them. Sometimes it's a bit. I'm just not interested in the...
1: What's an example of when you weren't interested in?
0: Cars 2. Mulan. I wasn't really into it yeah. at all. I, I can remember watching it and going, uh ah, just don't... Pokemonist,
1: I didn't really care didn't about. Didn't really...
0: Yeah, there's, there's some of the ones that are, like, renowned as, like, the best ones ever that didn't really hit with me properly. Like, Aladdin, I didn't really... Wasn't really into it. I don't I, think that's considered best ever. I don't think the Lion King is, like, the, the best thing ever. Like, people do think I... I think the ones where they burst into song often... Ah, there we go. There's
1: your... There's the hitch that you
0: don't like because Monsters, Inc. doesn't have that. No. I don't think any Pixel one has songs, does it? At at all, like...
1: Mm. Well, the montage at the beginning of Up, obviously, is a song.
0: Yeah, but no, like... It's not like a musical. The characters stop and sing something, like um, Little Mermaid or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Little Mermaid's another one didn't appeal to me in the slightest, but it's one of the... It's one of Disney's biggest ever hits. Like So, yeah, it's not always. But Pixar, I'm thinking, of always, I don't think I've seen a bad one. I know people don't like Cars, but I really like Cars. Who, too? Yeah. In fact, Cars 2 was less for me. Oh, it was Cars 2 last year, not Brave, like I said earlier. Brave was the year before.
1: Was it? Yeah, so it was Cars 2
0: last year. So, yeah. So um, yeah. I... <laughs> so for
1: some people listening to us, you saying just then we're adults with no children—that'd be the first they know of it. <laughs> They'd be like, "Why are these people watching this movie? <laughs> Why haven't they I, talked about their children to this, this whole time?" It was because we don't have children.
0: Right. So you don't need to have children, but if you've got children, obviously a no-brainer. Your children will watch something like this, obviously. If you have no children.
1: Obviously, what are you saying? Every children has to be indoctrinated into the Pixar Disney
0: world. I mean, little children. Yeah, it's colourful. It's fun. I can't see how any, any good parent could refuse. No. (laughs) So, so thanks to Disney for the Blu-ray, and next week's Blu-ray review will be After Earth, starring William and Jaden Smith.
1: William Uh, Smith, nice. You are so formal. I love it. He is
0: William. William Smith. He's the fresh prince. Come on, come on. Um, so, He's the
1: Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, no matter what you say. Uh,
0: and directed by M. Night Shyamalan.
1: Written by your friend.
0: Gary Witter. We'll talk friend. about that next. He's not this. your friend. We'll talk about it next week. So After Earth, we will review next week. Uh, new movie game. So this is called Movie Year. It's not the new movie game.
1: It's not new anymore, but we'll have a new one soon enough. All right. And it is one of us says a movie, and the other one has to remember or conjure up, conjure up
0: the year. Alright, so yours is Toy Story. Hmm. The original Toy Story. The first Pixar movie. 1999.
1: Wow. What? Is that right? No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 1995. Oh. Why, wow. I'm close.
0: Just I thought you were going to be one year away and you wasn't.
1: I was close. Holy shit. Okay, so I got that one wrong. Don't look at my screen. Because. Because.
0: I'm not looking. It's...
1: Well, where'd it go? Here we go. Ah, oh yeah. Okay, Scarface.
0: Scarface would be...
1: Time's up. <laughs> no, Nin- there's no time. 1983.
0: Oh, wow. Are you sure? No, because you the face you're pulling, but I'm just going with that. Yeah, that's right oh it is
1: (laughs) see what a good (laughs) actress I am you were convinced that you had made a horrible mistake I was
0: thinking 82 first and then
1: oh if I could have got you to to change your answer shiza.
0: you should ask me about Scarface obviously I know that one
1: you weren't 100% confident but now you know 83 and then that's the game see I'm getting a little tired of that game so hopefully it's going to be ending soon what was the other idea for a game that
0: we had oh I don't know I can't pull it straight out of my head. We'll think of one. Yeah. So movie recommendations, I am going with, uh, on the theme of Monsters University, Bugs Life. If I ever, if we ever do a Pixar movie, I'll always recommend Bugs Life because it's my favorite one. It is. And Wall-E, because, I think wall really amazing, the beginning part. But I do think it falls apart. I anyway. think you
1: must have liked it less the more you think about it because you loved it when we saw it. I do love it. And I was very... A little bit offended, not very, but kind of like, oh, it just seemed really heavy-handed with the, you know, everybody who's not skinny and healthy is fat lazy fucker and blah. I didn't like that. So
0: yeah, yeah, swearing a lot during the Disney (laughs) movies.
1: Well, they can, they need to grow up. Um, My recommendations are, as we've already discussed, because I think it takes a long time to watch these, so I'm gonna say, go into it blind. The Hellraiser series just soak it up you know just start from scratch and watch them all and that's it and then reanimator because I'm watching now the third of the three and I've only ever seen the first one so I'm skipping around a little bit but I like them too because you know what I really like Jeffrey Combs Jeffrey Combs is not the reanimator to me he's not Dr. West he is to me he's Weyoun from Deep Space Nine so to me I'm watching Weyoun and I'm really excited because I he was one of my favorite characters in that entire series Star Trek by the way if anyone doesn't know Um, so I love watching him. I think he's, and he's really good, you know, when you watch him really close, he actually takes it seriously when he needs to, and he's campy when he needs to be, and I told you last week he was in, um, Night of the Living Dead reanimation, and he was in that, and the same kind of thing, so uh,
0: I recommend those. So, um, there's quite a few games come out this week, but none more important, and Sid Todd's probably going to talk about this one, than... Plants vs. Zombies 2. Right. It's been a long time coming. I think it's called It's About Time. That's the actual... Um, True. Preface to it. Um, as we know, we talked about it and probably bitched about it. It came out, um, what, three or four months ago. and uh, It was iOS only, so you had to have an Apple device to play it. And then there was no announcement at all of any other. It was almost as though, oh, we're just not putting it on anything else. And eventually they said that it's going to be coming out on Android. And this week, out of the blue... There was no warning. They just said, hey, do you want to go and download it now? Here it is. So it came out. We got it on our Android tablets. You, you got it. I've been playing it. What do you think? It's free, by the way. Let me just say it's actually free. You don't pay for it.
1: Correct. You can pay for coins and plants and uh, stuff if you want.
0: And I was going to bitch about this, the pay-per-play model. But I think it's handled quite well in this game because I don't feel like I need to pay anything. So far, no. No, and I've been playing it all week since it came out, like picking it up, playing it, picking it up, playing it. I've never come to a point where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to spend a dollar.
1: Yeah, no, me either. No,
0: it doesn't feel like that. So I find that quite cool. They don't keep saying buy this, buy that. They uh, you only if you go and look. Yeah. Do they say that? So and some games are really obnoxious. And if anyone
1: doesn't know what Plants vs Zombies is, it is a like a tower defense game but you're actually protecting the left side of the screen from the zombies that are coming from the right side it's very basic very straightforward you have sort of a checkerboard yard or lawn and you plant plants that can do different things
0: against the zombies that have different defenses and basically. what's different about Plants vs. Zombies 2 to the first one
1: um,
0: have they made it worse, better Um same
1: I don't, you know, I'm not into the whole mappy thing. I know lots of video games have the map where you go out to the map and then you pick where you want to go next. I don't give a shit about that. I'd rather that not be there. I just want when I'm done with a level, go to the next
0: level, go to the next level. And you can do self. that actually. Did you see that you can mm-hmm. just say ne- you can just say next level and never go back to the map?
1: Right, actually, but you still have to go back to the map when you want to redo the level right, to get more stars. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's still built in. I would rather that not just be a there. Menu. I don't understand why that's appealing. Really, it doesn't I mean, it's unnecessary to me. And um, I would like a clearer, like in the other one, it was like here are your mini games and here are your whatever the other thing was. It was mini games and something else, and that had them all there, and they would unlock as you go along. And I don't like the. That's why I don't like the map. I just want a screen full of levels, mini games, and just. And I
0: really like the map being like a. It reminds me of Super Mario Brothers. Like there's different. It's a world, and there's different. It's
1: unnecessary. It's like so unnecessary. It doesn't do anything for. I find
0: it easier to see. Like I've I've got only got two stars on that one, three stars, and it can go. It Wouldn't be
1: easier than a a
0: a table?
1: Yeah, that's what I. But other than that, I'm not. I'm not a huge. My finger doesn't work great on tablets, and I've also tried with the stylus, and I kind of have the same issue. I don't know if it's just my stylus or what, but the tablet isn't my favorite thing. I would rather it be on the PC. I don't like looking down all the time at it. I can't get comfortable. I can't figure out. I can try to use two fingers, try to use both hands, and then, like, your hand's in the way. I just like looking straight ahead at my computer screen. I have more intuition with that than I do with my finger going around and it not working about, let's say probably enough, probably 20% of the time, my first thing doesn't do it. So I'm getting used to having to change the position of my finger. So that kind of slows me down. But the content, picking the plants, defeating the zombies, and it's got little, different little things in there. I like the challenges where it's like, don't buy something for 45 seconds yeah, like, and all that kind of stuff. Those are fun. They they're,
0: they're almost a, like they're because they they know that there are people who love Plants vs Zombies and want an extra us. challenge. Yeah. Like like not just to do the same thing, just try a different thing. Exactly. They're really cool. Like finish this level in 30 seconds. There was one that I just did. Mm, it was lovely. a very brief thing. It was just like here's 10 zombies, but you've got 30 seconds to get rid of them and it's like that's pretty cool. Like they're like little mini games. Yeah, I like they, that. Yeah. Um, and I thought, personally, that it would be... Or- I, I didn't think it would be horrible. Be good on a tablet, I didn't think.
1: It's fine, I just am not... Uh, but
0: I, but I, I don't prefer like to, it on I don't like the to PC. accomplish
1: anything on a tablet. No,
0: I, I mean, I prefer it on the PC. Yeah. I, I, I would... I'll play it all the way through on the tablet, there's no doubt. And it, I don't have an issue, I can play it. It works just fine. Can you uh, get it on the PC? No. Mm. Eventually it will, I'm sure, but... Um, I th- I feel like it might end up as a Windows 8 game, to be mm-hmm. honest, like in their store. But um, I find it fine on the tablet. I just would rather use a mouse and keyboard because that is how I played the original one. But um, I just
1: feel like it's, more in, it's better. I don't know why, but I have better hand-eye coordination when my hand is over here on the mouse than I do with my hand right on the screen. And I have no idea why, because I draw.
0: I mean, I don't have right any. Now. I can do it as well as I can. And it just takes a little bit of adjustment to... Yeah,
1: but if you keep your hand there and you're doing it, then half the screen's covered up. And then if you're doing this constantly... My tablet's
0: a lot smaller, Moving so your
1: hand off of it constantly to get out of the way, and get out of the way, then the timing is, like, you've got to kind of...
0: I've not had an issue with, like, oh, crap, I can't do it fast enough. But there again, my screen's a bit smaller, so I don't have to move as much Right. think about it. So I think it's really good for... Especially because it's free. I, I thought that was going to be a warning sign that it was going to be a load of mm-hmm. crap and we were going to be like so annoyed that we have to pay a load of money to play it.
1: Or be hounded about it. That's definitely it. not
0: the case. No. They've really nailed that down and, and said, oh no, we really don't want to annoy these people. And if they do want to pay some money, maybe they just will at some point because yeah. they want to. And I think that's fine. What is it that you can buy with the money, with real money?
1: Coins. And plants.
0: Right, so all it is is, like, you earn the coins anyway from paying any level. You end up at the end of a level with a bunch of coins.
1: Not a bunch, no. Because you say that, but I don't earn that well, many coins. Well, I've
0: got 10,000 at the moment.
1: I have, like, 1,200, and I'm as far as you.
0: Like, do you spend them ever? I never spent any.
1: No, twice I used power-ups. So then it comes I've never used
0: beach. those power-ups. So, they just... I've been going back and... You know, you say you're at the same place as me. Yeah. Well, I've gone back and got all the three stars on the first right. five levels. Which means playing the first five levels.
1: 10,000? Shit.
0: Yeah, well, there's one level. Um, if you go back, you get to a certain point where it says, now challenges are unlocked, go back and get the stars on each level. Have you got to that bit?
1: Um, no.
0: Right, when, so. when you do get that bit, you go back to level one, and you can play level one three more times, and each time there's a different...
1: Oh, wait, where the three stars come up and then you yeah. do the challenges.
0: Yeah, I'm doing Right, that. so I've done the first five levels all three stars now. And that's where I got all that money from, okay. doing those. So, y- yes, you can just get the money from playing it. Or if you're the kind of person who's like, I just want to unlock everything, you can just buy the money and unlock stuff.
1: Yeah, but I'm okay with playing it.
0: Well, that's the idea, isn't it? It's a game. You want to play it. You don't want to just, like, get to the end of it. Oh, I don't. I want to go through it. It's massive, this one, compared to the other one, too. You can actually tell. Like, one, the one world, the, uh, is it Egypt it is, isn't it? The yeah. First, the first world. It seems to me, from looking at it, that the first world is as big as the first game. And then there's four worlds in this game. Right, yeah. So it's at least four times as big as the original, which is exactly what I wanted. More of it.
1: Yes, more of the same is all I want. Yeah, wanted. and it is want, the
0: same. I don't want more different. I want more of the, the same. The plants are different. Um, if you play it right now, they've kind of skinned it in like a Halloween theme, so all the plants are kind of Halloweeny, which is kind of cool. And
1: whoever said they don't give you the same plants that's not correct because you have the regular pea shooter, yeah, the two hundred got- pea shooter, and the cabbage guy. And
0: I mean, that's what everybody said when the iOS version came out. Maybe they've tweaked some things in between yeah. then and now, but to me, it don't feel like you need to give them any money. And I appreciate that because the Plants vs Zombies on Facebook seemed to me like you just had to keep giving them money. Exactly. Or- so uh, that's Plants vs. Zombies 2. So um, when it comes on the PC, I would definitely buy it.
1: I will buy it, yeah. I've bought it twice, <laughs> the original twice. I don't think
0: you'll have to buy it on the PC. Well, maybe you will. I'd, uh, maybe it'll be a free-to-play game on the PC. Maybe they're,
1: sitting, go, they're going, nobody's giving us any money. I,
0: it making. doesn't matter. If they if they put it on the PC and it's 20 bucks. I'll buy it. I would, because I've paid 20 for Plants vs. Zombies. That's versus what I mean. Zombies.
1: The people now aren't giving them money, because they're just playing it for free. Right.
0: But there are so many people who will just give them some that's money, true. and it only requires. True. Uh, if it, if it, well, put it this way: when it came out, it got downloaded uh, five million times on the first day. Right. All right. So only if one percent of those people give them some money. That's true. That's a lot of money. So I don't think it matters. So um, yeah, Plants vs. Zombies Two. A uh, couple of games come out this week: Batman Arkham Origins, which is the new Batman game. And I have played, I would say, the first hour of it. And what I would say is it's another Batman game in the Arkham series. It is very similar to the other Batman games. In the first hour, I have done nothing different to what I've done in those other games. It looks the same. If you love that, those Batman games, I think you will love this too. It, it is literally the same thing.
1: Wait, this doesn't sound like you're loving it.
0: Well, I love those other two Batman games. I think they're really good. I think the first one, Arkham Asylum, was the best one. And I think the City one, the second one, wasn't as good. Now, this one feels like the second one a lot. But it's an origin story. Now, I was a little bit disappointed that... While this is Batman's origin story, he's already Batman when it starts. Right. Like So it really isn't his origin story. (laughs) Because it's not like, how does he become Batman? Because no... It starts in his cave with his Batmobile and his flying bat bat thing and he's talking to Alfred and he's going out on a mission. To me, that's not an origin story. Correct. (laughs) Because he already became Batman. Now, maybe during the... There's a flashback or something during the game, but as far as it starts off, he's already Batman. So I was a little bit disappointed because I wanted to see how he became Batman in this universe. Um, It's pretty cool. I'll have to tell you more when I get through it, but um, if you like the Batman games, you're going to like it, because it's identical. It's like the template from the other two games. Detective Vision, the fighting's exactly the same.
1: More of the same, which is good.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad thing if you really love the Batman games, and I do, so I'll just delve more into it and tell you what it's about. You know, one thing I thought was interesting is because the other two games have used most of the baddies... Yeah. This one... The baddies are very obscure. It's like... Do you remember issue 52 of Batman? And uh, (laughs) that that one dude who who attacked him. Well, we'll put him in there. (laughs) Because the fans know who he is. So it's a bit of that. Which kind of... You know. It's not the Penguin, is it? Well, the Penguin is in it. But it's not the Joker. The Joker's been dealt with already. Yeah. And you know, when I'm playing Batman, I want the Joker. Or Bane. I think Bane might be in this one. But anyway, it's... It's a bit like the B-roll villains, which eventually that's what's going to have to happen, isn't it? You can't have the Joker every single time.
1: Are you saying that makes it feel cheap?
0: A little bit. Mm. Because you blew your wad in Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum had the Scarecrow and the Joker, right? The two yeah. biggest villains. And then um, what do you do next? You dig into the comic book and look at all the... all the, And then eventually you get to the point where only fans of the comic book even know what this is about anymore, right? Yeah. So that's how it feels a little bit. Um, Lego Marvel Super Heroes came out this week, and I haven't played it yet. I did pick it up, but it's... I love the Lego games. You do. There's something about them that is really... You just want to collect those studs and... But now it's the Marvel superheroes instead of DC, which they did last year. So you've got Iron Man and Black Widow and Spider-Man and the Hulk... And it's a new brand new story and they've left it so they can all talk instead of them being mute like they used to be. Oh nice. So it's a whole Lego story with Marvel superheroes. I know exactly what this game is gonna be without firing it up. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, and that's the reason I picked it up, because I really like Lego games. They're for kids, people say, but I have fun with them. They're like an open world now. There's something really... I have an obsession of collecting those studs. I just want a million of them. Keep getting them, keep getting them, you know. And that's what it satisfies. Um, We also started a new game last night. And, you know, I can only talk about the first five hours because that's all we've played.
1: (laughs) You played five hours last night? Yeah. Wow. And
0: that's Assassin's Creed 4 on the Xbox 360. Massive fan of the Assassin's Creed games. I have played all of them. Um, start to finish, I know the whole story. And now, a lot of you fans of Assassin's Creed are probably going to go, "Well, that last Assassin's Creed game, how it ended? How could they actually continue the game from there? They kind of—it was um, It's impossible to carry on from that point with Assassin's Creed. What they did to carry it on is actually—is right, this a spoiler? No, because I'm not going to say it. But what they did to carry it on, it blew my mind. (laughs) It was one of those video game moments where I was like, oh, that's what they did. I wouldn't have thought of that. I'll tell you later, you don't even know what it is. No, I don't. It's it's really clever. It's like, imagine if the world ended in a movie. Yeah. And I said to you, right, we've got to make a sequel to that. The world's ended, though. Yeah. Everybody pretty much is not. And
1: I can't make it a dream.
0: True. <laughs> no dream.
1: Or an architect.
0: No. <laughs> so, it's Although bit, I like the architect, so it's quite I difficult to uh, make a new one of that. But they pulled it off and it actually all makes sense. And they don't do it through um, dialogue. Um, somebody hands you an iPad in the game. It's not an iPad, but it. Might as well be. And when you open it and look... The whole history of Assassin's Creed is written on this thing. And... Where you are now... And... This is not a spoiler. Where you are now... In time... And all that you've played before. All of it. Even the Vita game. Is all explained how it... Fits together. And... If you're a fan of video games... And video game lore and all that stuff, it all kind of comes nice. around. So it is it is it I was like I didn't expect that. I expected some dumb
1: Was it a Cabin in the Woods moment for you?
0: Yeah, it's like that.
1: Okay. It, it's
0: like oh, oh. <laughs> like it's satisfying and it works perfectly. Now the game itself, you um it takes place it's a new guy, it's in the Caribbean, it's in the times of uh, pirates, and you're a pirate and it's more open world this time. It's not like, go here, get a mission, go there, do the mission, go there. You can do all that. There is missions. There's side stuff like normal, but there's a lot of this, here's your ship, and why don't you just go and sail around the Caribbean and see what you can find? Right. And you can stop at different islands, and you can dig up treasure. All the piratey things that you might think you would be able to do in a pirate game. It looks gorgeous. It does and this is on the 360. There is a next generation version of this also coming next month for the PS4 and the Xbox One. And it looks amazing on the 360. So I can't can't even imagine what the next gen version would look like if it even... I mean, it's obviously going to look better because it's on the new systems, but it looks good enough on the 360. It's hard to believe how good it looks. Um, I love the Assassin's Creed games. I love what they've done here. It's definitely an interesting setting. Who doesn't love Pirates? Sailing the high seas. Well. Upgrading your ship. It's awesome. You can, like, you start off with this kind of cruddy, like, schooner kind of thing. And then you eventually can... You can see. Collect enough stuff. Find enough things. Your ship will eventually end up as this badass, you know. My ship has about four cannons on it. I've seen ships that have, like... You know those big ships in Pirates of the Caribbean where they've got, like, layers of decks with all cannons? Yeah, you eventually end up like that. So... It's like living the life of a pirate. That's the idea of it. Like, And the, the big twist, which I'm not saying... No, don't say anything about it. ...kind of brings it. it all together. So Very nice. Assassin's Creed 4, it's um, out this week. And um, it'll also be out for next generation consoles in a couple of weeks. So, anything else that I played? No. Battlefield 4 comes out this week on Tuesday. I'll talk about that next week. And my final thing is I have started to read Morrissey's autobiography. If you don't know who Morrissey is, he's the lead singer of the Smiths. He's also a solo artist. Um, the, the, Smiths, the Smiths don't exist anymore. The Smiths are a band from the 80s from my hometown of Manchester. Um, I've always loved them, still love them. And today you've introduced me.
1: To, I mean, we've had the music. I've just never listened to it really. And right. now I, you're right. It's really compelling.
0: And I love his voice. I think he's I think they're very different. Um they don't sound like another band. It's interesting his voice, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and he's wrote an autobi he's wrote his autobiography. Um and he's a really interesting dude. There's a lot of in- if you're into the music of the Smiths, or just like the music scene throughout the eighties and nineties, especially in Manchester, England, which was a big Manchester's been a place where a lot of music came from. He's that. also vegan and very activist minded. He's also vegan, and he talks about that in the book. He talks about the why the Smiths split up and his solo career, and you know his nice. whole life story. So uh, it is available now, um, and it's really pretty cheap. It's like four four pound. If, if you're you, in England, you can get it. Yeah,
1: and if you're here and online, you can get it. Yeah,
0: and it's about four pound, which is. About $8, which is not bad for a book.
1: Yeah, it's probably about seven, $7 maybe, but
0: it's not double. Yeah, $7. But then the other week I was like, oh, I really would like to read this autobiography. It was somebody. And I just went on my nook and I went in the store and I was like, oh, you know, this was an American one. I think it might have been Simon Cowell or somebody like that. I was like, I'd be interested in reading that. And I got to the store and it's like, yeah, Simon Cowell's digital e-book. It, it might not have been him, but that was one I wanted to read. And... um it was twenty nine ninety nine. oh my god and I was like what why is it so much it's why? just a uh, DE book god you know
1: well because they think it's the content you're buying not the book not the yeah. paper I
0: ended up not not reading whatever it was because I looked and went Pfft.
1: you got the $5 Morrissey so he's like <laughs> the bargain basement autobiography
0: I think it was his intention that people should it shouldn't yeah. be a ridiculous price for a book so that's my stuff for this week Battlefield 4 comes next week and um, I will tell you about that then Sidto what's for dinner
1: Tonight, I will be making some sweet potato mash,
0: as you like to call it, or
1: mash sweet potatoes, some zucchini, beans, and some sauce of some kind, white sauce or something, I'm not sure. And I'm making some homemade bread, flatbread, and some homemade something I've invented, which is some regular bread dough. And on the inside, I've got these blueberries and raisins and brown sugar. And some almond meal. <laughs> I just kind of... I don't know. They're like cinnamon rolls, but with that in the middle instead. Those are rising at the moment. When we're done, I'll be baking them. We shall. I'll report back next week.
0: Right. So that's it. My advice? Advice, yes.
1: What was my advice?
0: Get your eyes checked.
1: <laughs> and why? Well, this was that? my
0: advice, actually, to you.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I said to you the other day, because- you said something about...
1: I'm sick of wearing my glasses all the time. No,
0: no, I think it was this that tipped me over to tell you to go and do it. Was, uh, oh yeah, when I watch a movie, there's usually two of everything, or, or like there's a border around something. Yeah. Oh, when I'm looking at text, there's like two, two or three, two or three. Thing. I'm like, ah, eh, this doesn't sound. And bad. I
1: only wear cheap, non-prescription, like yeah. Walgreens glasses, and I have for a couple of years now. It keeps getting really
0: worse. And I said to you, your eyes are probably pretty bad. You need to go and have them checked. And were your eyes bad? <laughs>
1: No, they weren't that bad.
0: <laughs> can you well, see me? Do you know what I look like? Of course I can see you.
1: <laughs> I can tell you this, that the eye doctor looked at me, and he said, You are really good at compensating. I said, What? What do you mean? And he'd been doing the eye test, you know. And he'd seen me, and I'd kind of tilt my head a little, even in the thing I was trying to, like, tilt. And I don't really strain my eyes to see things. I kind of do the opposite. I try to let my eyes... I blink a lot and then relax my eyeball so I can see things far away. And apparently... I'm really bad at far away, and I'm really bad at close up, and I'm really bad at the middle. <laughs> and he can't even give me a full prescription because he said that would not work for you. You would, you, would not, it wouldn't, you would not be able to adjust to the full prescription I need to give you. So I'm getting progressive... What are they called? Trifocals. Trifocals, yeah. And I'll have to wear them all the time. Now, you know... He did say, I asked about LASIK. He said, mm, it's not going doing any good. You're still, you would still have to wear reading glasses for anything that's close-up or intermediary. Intermediary, for those who haven't been to the eye doctor recently, is basically the distance of, that your computer screen is usually away from your face. A book that you're reading is close-up, and then, like, your TV or everything else is... Like
0: far. me, if I read a book close-up, I'm better without my glasses, right? If uh, intermediate... Mm-hmm. Intermediate? Um... My glasses are, ju- are just right. It's like I'm far enough away from my computer for my glasses. But like, you have but
1: something where your eyes do, on change. their own, yeah. make something crispy clear. And my problem is, I cannot crispy clear up anything. Blacks aren't black, and everything has a little double ghost, I, a ghost and a
0: shadow. i tell you what's amazing when you get a new pair of glasses, or you just put your glasses on, but a new pair in, in particular, blacks look really black. And second, everything looks brighter.
1: Yeah, well, he said actually this will make it darker just because they're so bad.
0: Right, everything always looks bright. I'm always like, wow, my monitor's too bright. Or You know, it seems, everything just seems super bright all of a sudden with new, new lenses.
1: Yeah, I had my eyes dilated, so that was a fun day. I yeah. like it, because I'm weird. You know, and you kind of like...
0: I've never had it done. What do they do? Just drop something into your eyes. Oh,
1: this, I'm sitting there picking out glasses. This one lovely young lady is helping me and then this other lovely young lady comes over my shoulder with some bottles and she goes, we're just going to put a couple drops in your eyes. Oh, and is I'm, that all they do? And she just leaned my She like delicately pushed my head back with her finger and I said, I'm not good at things going in my eye. I just, I've never been. She goes, no, oh, that's okay. Yeah, well, no, because <laughs> I was like oh. and she goes, okay, let's try that one more time. And she dribbled in and then she did another one. Then she waited like 30 seconds and she goes, okay, let's do this other one. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I didn't, I wasn't, it was like she sneaked up on me basically. Because I was in the middle of picking glasses. But she's done it a
0: thousand times.
1: Then, then you go to the dilation room where he looks in. And here's a tip for everyone. Because when he had me do, if you've had your eyes checked ever. And he has the bright light looking in your dilated pupils. And he has you look really extreme with your eyeballs. To like straight up. Straight up and right, straight to the right, straight down and right, straight down. Like on these nine points, I think it was. And I said, when I'm looking that far left, my right eye, that's where I get a headache often. That's where my headaches always come. It feels like someone's got a little chain, kind of like Hellraiser, hooked to the back of my right eyeball. And it's tugging it. And that's what gives me headache. He said, ah, what you need to do is exercise the muscles around your eyeball. There are like five different muscles. And if you do that little exercise a couple times a day, just... You know, when you got five minutes, or you're just doing whatever, and he said, you know, there are moments when you don't need to be looking at things. I think he meant being on the toilet, but I didn't ask. And he said, Well, just do no, that.
0: I have to be doing Plants vs. Zombies. I'm, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: I'm not sure if he's a Plants vs. <laughs> zombies type of guy. Um, and he said, you're. It's just like any other muscle in your body that people you you don't realize it, but you fix your eyes a certain way most of the time. You you know, yeah, we're always looking around. But, he said, you're going to tilt your head more often than really stretch your the muscles that are around your eyeballs by moving just your eyeballs. So, do that a couple times. If you find that you have one of those... To me, it's like a kind of a tugging, pinchy feeling right behind my eyeball, and it kind of feels like a line going through my head. And he said that could be if you've done something... In that day or whatever, like where your eyes are doing a different thing, like maybe holding a tablet, playing Vance vs. Zombies, which I don't normally do, and I'm looking straight down at it, because I don't do much intense things with the tablet. When I draw, I'm kind of hovered over, so I've got a little more, a different plane, I guess, from my face to the paper. Then the next day, I might start getting a headache. And he said, if you do that little exercise, then those muscles get more used to all the different angles, and that might help. So there you go. There's my advice. Do your eye exercises.
0: And you'll get some glasses and then talk. About 10 days now, yeah. All right. So I want to remind you about our website. Ascully.com, Sid.com. Catch us on Twitter, Facebook, the Zoom marketplace for this podcast or iTunes or the RSS feed. ascoli.com. Click on the word podcast. You can download it. Or you can go to Stitcher, which is our new place where, this where our podcast is. Email feedback to me at ascully.com. Aschoolie, Don't email Sid.com because she can't see you or hear you. <laughs>
1: Wait 10 days. I can hear. Them. I can hear fine. In fact, that is your next medical test. I'm telling you. Wives unite. What? Husbands can't freaking hear
0: anything. What? Huh?
1: And they don't ever get senses of humor.
0: What? What are you saying? <laughs> did, did you any, did any of you listeners hear any noises? Something going on?
1: Don't be insulting.
0: All right. So, um thanks for listening. Stay classy, Mr. Sullivan.
1: Nice, um, nice. And I'm going to say, think for yourselves, because if you're not doing it, someone is doing it for you.